I'm Dan. And I'm Han. And welcome to Coins and Conversations. Each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and have them share about their journey with money. So let's get into today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Coins and Conversations. The pilot. Hopefully we get picked up. (laughs) I'm Han. I'm Dan. And we are Coins and Conversations. Conversations. Um, Each week, we're hoping to bring you a fun episode with uh, really one of our friends, truly, Mm -hmm. just kind of chatting about money. And we have questions we want to ask most guests to kind of get deeper into their money story and how they make money and just have more kind of open fun conversations about money was like non-famous people yeah like regular ass people people. we're we're regular ass old folks cool people we have cool friends yeah yeah so So that's that's kind of the the premise of the show today we're gonna start with just going over the questions that we're asking most guests we're gonna ask them to each other um and let's get into it okay so question one where did you grow up what income level would you say you were in and what was money like for you and your family all right i grew up in west virginia (laughs) says the four people that live there yeah (laughs) the first shot probably one of the first podcasts out of west virginia Do they even know, like, do they even know what a computer is over there? A podcast yeah, mic? Have they heard of podcasts? There goes our West Virginia yeah. potential fan base. Yeah, I really want to go to West Virginia. Yeah. I really do. Like, it looks really pretty. Yeah, it is. But income level, I'd say, my, my dad was a, well, my dad was a, this pastor full time until I was 11. Then he started working for the government. So that's when our finance. Started working for the, the devil, really. Yeah. The government. Went there from the no, church to church to government. There was no separation. <laughs> Dale was bringing God straight into the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no separation of yeah. church and state there. Mm-mm. So I would say we were making pretty good money because, like, it's not, it doesn't cost a lot to live there. Plus, yeah. Well, you your know, mom wasn't working, so mom, you were a one-income so household. Income. We, didn't, yeah. we didn't get two. It would have been... And you better. were kind of like an only child by the time no, you were growing up. Your, your siblings were a lot older, so yeah. they were out of the house. So I just one part, one kid to take care of. My dad easily could have did it, did it on his income. Do I two cars, had a house or a trailer? So I'd say we we're pretty. And you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, like you were pretty spoiled. Whatever I wanted. So yeah, none had to wait or ask really. So mm-hmm. it was really nice. So I'd say we grew up very. Probably middle class. I mean, middle even class. upper middle class for West, for West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Anywhere else, probably not. But West Virginia, for sure. I grew up in Wisconsin. Go Badgers. Uh, <laughs> go Packers. Um, my parents, so I had a dual income. My mom was a travel agent. My dad worked in real estate. And growing, when I was younger, I would say we were definitely like upper, probably close to upper middle. Because I grew up in like a small town. And so, but there was like fairly amount, a decent amount of like white rich people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but always got like most things that I wanted, but not not not, not anything like crazy. I don't think I was super spoiled. But it's then, the average white spoiled yeah. kid. <laughs> um, we have a we have other episodes on my podcast, um, Future Millionaire, where we talk more about our childhoods. If you guys are interested, but. Um, then with the housing market crash in like 2008, 
that significantly that brought the income down. <laughs> devastating. <laughs> it brought the income level down. Um, and so, yeah, but like I started working at age 14. I mean, even before that, I was like babysitting for like my, my parents' friends' kids. Like I, I don't know. I just always started making, and then I started working in a concession stand at 14 and then, before my senior senior year in high school, I had three jobs. I worked in an office. I worked at Popeye Sandwiches, and I worked at the concession stand for like a baseball stadium. So I just always was like very independent, like you supporting myself. Money. Yeah, and so, um, but definitely like things. I got a lot of things growing up, but then college was not like paid for, so I had to start, start taking out loans, and then that's mm-hmm. really where like a lot of the money stress came in later and lack of money knowledge mm-hmm. came in we weren't taught anything so. yeah you're like here you go mm-hmm. get all this money yeah like things are provided but no money wasn't talked about it wasn't like never learned how to make a budget or anything like that mm-hmm. and so it was just it was like things were provided but i think that's very much like our parents generation is yeah. like they provided materially but not necessarily like in other ways <laughs> like my, life skills or like skills emotionally or... um and then just changing just... it if you want to be different it's okay we won't shit on you yeah. for if you want to not believe in this religion or politically so they're praying for you that's all that's all we need Tots and prayers the prayers <laughs> All right, do you want to do the second question? Yep. When you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? How has that played out for you? <laughs> Why did you say it? Like you were mocking the question. No, because I'm thinking about, <laughs> thinking about mine, how terrible What did you want to be? I don't, I don't even know. I wanted to be in the NFL or the NBA. <laughs> the so, five foot four. <laughs> yep. King. I, know, I, I watched and I was like, I'm going to be in the NFL. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, I still love football. Then I like, kind of guess I want to go into like sports marketing, which also didn't pan out. But that's all right. I enjoy sports. Probably if I did it a job, I wouldn't. So mm-hmm. other than that, really didn't have any. I didn't know what to do when I grew up. After you hit a certain age, I kind of just like I. I mean, I went to school for to be a teacher, and I was like, mm, fuck this. Yeah. So no offense, I love all our teachers, but y'all are way underpaid. Yeah, so, no, and overstressed. And West Virginia, I would have been there, God, and they get uh, like nothing. They probably get like twelve dollars for the yeah. whole school year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> I I wanted to be a teacher growing up. I think me and my friend Court used to play school a lot. I would always want to be like the teacher, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel like I always used to say because I always like pigeonhole you into a career you know yeah. like when you're like making like those stupid little like art pieces in like mm. first grade and it's like right when you want to be and like you have to pick something right. I think, in first grade yeah and it's like and then i feel like it's like it, it it like almost boxes you in sometimes yeah so i wanted mm. to be a teacher for the longest time and then um i started getting interested in psychology in high school because um, my brother had his whole like rehab drama and then that got me into going to the counseling and Things like that. And then I took like an AP psych class in high school and I really loved it. And then I majored in psychology and then that's where I kind of ended up in the mental health realm. So, so you kind of like are your... Yeah. It's like kind of like a out. teacher. But not, I mean, I'm not nothing like a teacher at no, all now because I don't even do any like actually counseling anymore. So no, I work for the devil, the insurance you're company. You're like on the desktop yeah. with Darth Vader. You're like, once a Jedi helping I just, the I man. just work on my little clickety clacky yeah. on my yeah. computer and that's what I do now. Um, all right. The next question was, what was your first way that you made money? When was the first time you remember getting money for doing something? 
And first, you do you answer first? I so I think for well, actually, I think it was babysitting. I do remember I took like a babysitting like certification class, like a first aid class, because mm-hmm. I wanted to become like a bait. I don't know why. I don't even like kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I definitely would like watch like my my parents, friends, kids. So that was probably the first way I made money, maybe. Maybe something else. But then, like, the first real, like, actual adult paycheck I got was when I was 14. I worked at a concession stand for a baseball team in the summers. And I think I made seven twenty five an hour because I think it was seven twenty five. Not much has changed for no. minimum wage. I was so excited about my first little paycheck. I mm-hmm. wish I could, like, see it and see how much I got. But I know, with how much taxes are taking out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did a magazine vendor at Walmart and Kmart. <laughs> Do you remember how much you made? How old were you? I made $10 an hour, I think. What? Yeah, but I only worked like... That's a good fucking 18 job. 18 hours a week. Oh, okay. So See, it's definitely only my, like part-time then. Well, my, I could have worked a lot more. I didn't really... was. The, I was very not trained. One day, twice, I was trained two days and then off my own. And I was like, oh, my mindset, I was like, I want to get this done as quickly as I can so I can go home. Oh. Instead of working longer and getting money. Because you got paid hourly, not just like you have to do this. So Um, I was like, I could have took my time, but I just wanted to be done with it. Yeah. So basically, I would just have to work three days a week, one, two days, three days at Walmart, and then one day at Kmart. Like, would you go and they would already have the magazines there? Yeah. Like, you had to go go bring them. And there'd be like... 10 12 boxes of magazines and i would just i would not listen to the guy at all just put the ones i thought were cool out <laughs> <laughs> they come all, in and they're like why is there only sports magazines really like sports. all the little kids all the little girls are there for like teen beat uh, no, or whatever they're like out. little magazine so or whatever was, like organized it was so cool you basically organized way well now i put a, I put, a, put, a, put a good amount a lot of wedding magazines and then on fridays was when i had to do like people and like oh my god! I rem- oh my god! Remember that's why we used to get like our gossip. Mm-hmm. So but I like just put them all out. And like then, that industry is dead now. Yeah, <laughs> Magazines are like not a thing anymore. I don't think yeah. except for like I mean I Did guess they like, here and they there. don't lose because they like sometimes they would return because I remember at Kmart I'd have to rip the cover off and return the rest of the magazine. I guess they didn't get charged for that magazine. Oh, they didn't if you didn't it. if you didn't put it out or they, no, didn't, they didn't oh like because you cleaned them out. You were cleaned like these are old ones. Oh interesting so that was the first way i made money how old were you at 18 (laughs) (laughs) yeah you call me a spoiled rich kid um all right next question is in what ways has money impacted your relationships i would say when i went to college and stuff it felt like with my parents i think this is how a lot of people like i assume a lot of people feel because i've talked with my clients about it but like Money is sometimes like a a strings attached thing with like, especially with your family. And so it felt very like obligatory in terms of like, if you gave me money for things and it felt like I had obligations or like I had to do certain things because you had provided for me. So I think that adds some interesting elements. And then like, as you get older, because I think a lot of younger kids now are like dependent on their parents for a lot longer than they were before. Mm-hmm. or if like you're on your parents health insurance until you're 26 that like was... there's financial ties and i think that can potentially negatively yeah. impact your relationship or feel like you're like kind of burdened to them in a way or things like that i know i felt that way and so not having like being able to financially support myself on my own made me feel more free mm-hmm. and things like that i would say 
it's impacted other like my relationships. I don't know. Cause like work in terms of like trying to make more money and like things like that. Um, friendships kind of yeah, in right. terms of like, you know, if you make different incomes on your friends and how that impacts, like, cause I remember we would like, when you're poor with your friends, you just like are poor with your, you know, exactly. you <laughs> like, I don't know. To the bar. You're just like, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. It, it really does like who you kind of surround yourself with and what kind of like phase of life you're in and how that affects your money. Like it really does. Cause I feel like if all your friends are financially well and you're the poor one, I feel like you they, yeah. like, don't want to invite you. Like, oh, do we like, yeah. He doesn't have any money. We had to cover for him. And I remember, like, I, especially in grad school, because in, like, college, like, all of us were just, like, kind of poor or whatever. And I would work, like, every summer. I would work a lot every summer, so I wouldn't work during, like, the school year. And then I would save my money, and then that's the money I would use to, like, you know, spend at the bar on the weekends or whatever. But I definitely had – but then in grad school, and even some in college, I had friends that were wealthier. Like, their parents were wealthier, and they were, like, supporting them through college which was not my situation, but I would try to keep up with them because it was like, yeah, I want to go and hang out with people or I want to do things. Like, I just feel like when you're single and like with your friends, like you just tend to spend more money because mm-hmm. you're like wanting to go out and do things. But as you get older, I think like as people make, so you, hopefully you and all your friends start to make like more money, mm-hmm. your like activities change and like the things you do, do change, change and things like that. So it's just, it's kind of like diff- interesting to navigate. But you're more you're more okay just like hanging out at home and like bringing everything yeah cash, like i really so. don't even like to go out anymore i'm like i don't even want to go out no. to spend money like drinking anymore Can when that work? used to be like everything i would do that every like friday saturday like that was the thing you did with your friends was like go hang out go to dinner go do all these things like outside and now i'm like can you just like come over yeah. and we can like hang out drinks and chill? are overpriced and yeah not good yeah <laughs> The and, ones we had, we we're oh, we're very triggered from our experience last, last night. night. And then, yeah, you know, like it's crowded. It's like yeah, it's just not like your vibes change. Yeah. I think the things that you want to do with your time change. So like we when did when we did our little drink party? Oh weeks, yeah, all those drinks would have been like fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah, like we each made a drink based off a movie, yeah. and like they were nice cocktails. They uh, Skyler needs a good cheat. Uh, some things to a certain bar nearby here. I had yeah. to make a fucking drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just feel like you're, yeah, like things just change over time. What do you have any other thoughts on how money has impacted your relationship? Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's so my credit was not the best. It's kind of pretty good now, but I feel like it's kind of my parents' fault because. <laughs> I mean, it's mine, but they're the ones that pressured me to get a car when I had mm-hmm. one paid off. That mm-hmm. destroyed my credit. It was... Because, well, yeah, you couldn't afford it yeah. at some point, and then it got repoed, and that, yeah. that really does not do that, well on the credit was, score. It was a, a rebuild. Yeah. And then the whole, like, you know, things we talked about in our childhood, you can just go back and listen to it. They've kind of messed up my credit. So. Yeah. And then my dad would help me for, like, he helped me with my insurance for a while there and then, like, mm-hmm. stuff. So then, like, I had to, like, reach out and talk to them when mm-hmm. he was doing that. And then mm-hmm. once he did, didn't do that anymore. It's, like, when you're not dependent, mm-hmm. it, it's, like, it, it just, then it's, like, I do I want to spend time with you? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just takes a lot of pressure it's, off their relationship, like, with your family specifically. But that could apply to, like, a dating, like, in yeah. an intimate relationship if, like, 
if that's how you feel, like that's mm-hmm. not a good, it's not a good feeling to feel like I am entangled with you because of like finances. Yeah. Like I want to be in relationships with people because I, I want, like I genuinely, you know, enjoy their company and like feel good around them. Yeah. I feel like we have, the money hasn't really affected our relation with our parents because we just don't have, we don't get money and stuff from them. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Just like we can just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And don't have to worry about it. So well, yeah, that's it on that. All right. How did you make an, how do you make an income now? Um, so for all my football fans out there, I am basically the Taysom Hill of where <laughs> I work. I, I do have, I do like clean up our grounds. So I work for my apartment complex. I basically just like, I do a little bit of everything. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I make my income now. So it's, I really You're do a like, one man show. I really do like my job. So make pretty good money for w- what I do. And like, you basically work from home. I basically work from home. So I don't have a commute and it's really nice. And like, they're really chill. Really chill. Good, good people work. Good people work yeah, there. It's kind of like a, fa- it's kind of like a family, very kind of <laughs> order- oriented <laughs> business. So it's a small business, small business. So small you get company. a lot more hands on from like, so it's like you get bonuses and stuff like that. So it's, it's like my bet one of my better paying jobs I've ever had so that's cool mm-hmm. i'm never I've, i'm only increased since i've been 18 working at the magazine stand yeah. so I'm only, <laughs> i've only ever gone up i've never gone down so that's yeah. good so and then like we said we don't use that much gas so it's kind of awesome working here so yeah because like to, before you were doing doordash full time before yeah. that well because like the pandemic changed everything but then yeah you were doing like yeah doordash full time and that was like i was so over you were it. burned out at, at the end like yeah. first it was really good but yeah. then it was not good it's because when i the first started there was no one out that's why it was awesome mm-hmm. so it's clear roads yeah clear lines of everyone was tipping really nice oh my god it was like the world yeah, yeah the world was, was so appreciative and then after like a month everyone got over it we just we are not a very compassionate <laughs> group here on this country we care for a couple of days and then we're like all right we're like we, we've maxed pretending. out we've maxed out all right and then you um so now i work for an insurance company i'm a ther i'm a, a licensed mental health therapist so i used to work in direct client care so i used to work at like my previous job was like working at a private practice so i would counsel individuals group counseling i've worked at a variety of places but um now i basically just process insurance claims so i talk to um basically facilities so if you're ever going to like you need to be hospitalized for you know mental health crises or substance abuse treatment or things like that usually what happens when you do that is you're if you're filing through your insurance they have to call and get it like authorized to make sure that you are you fit that level of care so you should be in that place that they're requesting you come to and so basically i just review all the information and process the claim so it's very uh computer based pretty boring but yeah, like, i really enjoy it that's kind of what you always <laughs> wanted to do anyways when you're i'm like an, i'm an admin uh, in another life in my next yeah. life i'm gonna be like an executive assistant um because i love detail oriented i love doing little tasks um i don't have to talk to people or like counsel anyone in this role which is what i i, I talk to like other counselors but i don't have to talk to like clients and it was very emotionally draining for me especially during like the pandemic to be like counseling people going through the pandemic while also you're experiencing everything that they're going through and it was just really draining and i was like i don't like how i feel yeah Yeah. and it was like with private practice income you're not making a consistent income like 
and you're relying on your clients to want to show up to therapy and like do the work because that I only make money if I, if my clients show up and it was like kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I wanted to make more money so that we could feel like we could do more, we could do better with our money because mm -hmm. we like, we're doing good with how much money we were, we're making before. But now that we make more money, we have more money you're to invest and save and the most you made probably too. Huh? <clears throat> yeah. This is the most I've ever made. Yeah, so look Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Um, okay. The next question is, how do you feel about money now versus previously? And what has changed in your financial situation over the years? Well, I think we just said, like, we both have increased our income, mm -hmm. especially over the last two years. I guess last year is really when we both kind of got mm -hmm. new jobs. It literally was, like, within a couple months span. Yeah. Because last February, I got a new job. And then I got a different job this year. I switched into my current role, which I love a lot more than my previous one at my same company. But... Obviously, what we've gone we've gone through a whole money journey, yeah. and that's what kind of why we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. But like we, I think now we feel a lot more happy. I don't want to say happy about money. Like I don't really feel any sort of way. It's like yeah. I'm not like in love with money. Yeah. I don't really care about like we don't care about designer things. We don't care about like bougie shit. We care. We about care about traveling. Yeah, and traveling, helping our experiences. Like. And, and, and retiring yeah. early. Mm -hmm. Like, I think our biggest goal is to retire, hopefully, by, like, age when I'm 50, you'll be 52. And that's what we want is to be able to retire. And so I think mm -hmm. that's what the biggest shift I think we've made is that we started investing, like, just mm -hmm. last year. Like, it's still recent. I would say what's changed is I used to be so stingy. Yeah, like if me something too. Would have happened. Like I had a friend go through something recently. I, mm -hmm. Back three or four years, five, four or five years ago, I wouldn't not have helped him. So like, I need this money. Yeah, what if I need it? I used what if to something be. Happens yeah, to me? exactly. But now I'm just like, okay, here. Yeah, we're much more generous. Yeah, you're a lot more generous than I am. I'm still like not. Yeah, you are like when I do something, like why. <laughs> No, like, I appreciate how just naturally inclined you are to be generous. I still am, like, working on that, I think, for myself. Because like, I think I've been, I've just been very much, like, to each their own, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, like, get what you want. But I think it's, like, for so many years I didn't have any money. Like, I used to hate giving gifts mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have any money to give a gift to anyone. Like, yeah. I would, and I would feel, like, resentful having to go out and buy you a fucking birthday gift when I could barely afford it. But now... I don't feel the pressure to buy gifts because I just don't, I don't, we don't, I just don't care. We don't buy gifts. I don't we, expect gifts. We still I, do stuff for our friends. But like, like, I'll get, you know, like our friend had a breast reduction. We got her like a funny like boob mug yeah. and like a booby squeeze ball or yeah. like, you know, certain people like, you know, my friend's birthday got her some random little gift. Yeah, like just I'll, things like that, that. Like covering dinners. Like yeah. Like one of my friend, bestie, yeah. my bet, my work bestie, like her dad died. I got her like a, a gift, you know, for mm -hmm. that. And so it's like things like that where. I will buy gifts because it feels meaningful, mm -hmm. not because I feel like I have to, but I think having like money to be able to do those things just makes it, it just makes it easier mm -hmm. to like live life and be more comfortable. I mean, for many years, like we didn't have health insurance because we couldn't afford it. And now mm -hmm. we do. And like, even though our deductible is super high and we still have to pay out the ass for everything, like it's so nice having that and yeah. not having to like stress and being able to have money to, you know, invest for our retirement and, and to save and, and to travel, travel and to take like, care of Lisi. yeah, is so nice. Even though, like, we really do live such a simple life. Like, I think we've just gotten really clear on what things we value spending money on and what mm -hmm. we don't. Like, we rent, we rent a one bedroom apartment. I work from home in our living room. Mm -hmm. Like, 
It's we are very simple. We share mm. a car. Yeah, we like share we a car. are very simple people, but mm. we love our life and we got a fast food most of the time. We went. Yeah, set. like we don't we don't sit down at restaurants. For the first like we're not time going last out night, to eat we bougie did places. In like so long, we couldn't even remember last time we really. What was yeah, we sit down and like went. When we travel, yeah. we do. We don't go to like nice places, but we we do more eating either, out. Yeah, they just go to like a nice burger joint or yeah we're just we're, we're simple we're, we're simple. simpletons but we really are like we just want to retire as soon as possible like we want more time freedom to just be able to like hang out with each other and do whatever we want so that's what we focus mm-hmm. on putting our money in is living kind of simple now so we can retire stop working as soon as possible what is the biggest mistake you made with money I mean, it's definitely not buying a pack of gum at the grocery store. I think we know <laughs> that giant dark mark on my credit is definitely the... So when Daniel and I first started dating, well, we first started talking in September 2017. We met on mm-hmm. Tinder and we never met up for nope. like two months, basically. And we were going to, we were going to meet up, I think, in like late September. No, maybe? it was like... September 20th something I think yeah we had scheduled to meet up and what like two weeks before that or a week was, before uh, that or something like week, yeah it's like a week before that or a couple weeks before that it was you got your car I repossessed car, at work too <laughs> you uh, just come after folding after folding a thousand t-shirts at Hot Topic <laughs> making my pennies <laughs> as we're selling $28 t-shirts uh my car is gone and I was like, again, me going back to like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. too good for that. I was like, well, you cleared all your life together. So we're done. Bye. Even though like I had no, I was not doing well financially either. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was so much better than you. And I said bye. But then just I just couldn't kept talking yeah, to you. you. You literally. Were Next like, day, I'm just like. Not in like a weird, creepy way. No. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just kept sending you jokes, and then you just believed in us. And then I remember going to the LSU game that weekend because that yeah. was like the only thing I had to like look forward to, like yeah. mass. And then like very poor there, not buying anything in the stadium really. I remember just texting because you were watching the game on TV. Yeah, that's what we're like buying. What I'm <laughs> serious? It wasn't for football. Yeah, we it bonded us. It bonded us. So and then you gave me another chance. Yeah, so the other car, your car repossessed, almost ended our relation, our our mm, budding. So I would say, yeah, definitely. We had just started. That could have been life changing <laughs> for everyone. This podcast could not have been coming out if it wasn't. No, thanks, Dad, for making me get that car. Yeah, we always cost me a wife. Yeah, really, <laughs> an entire life. <laughs> All our friends, this podcast, Khaleesi. Ethic wouldn't have a border. I really have butterfly effect there. So thanks for giving me another chance. Um, what is my? I think my biggest mistake with money is probably my student loans. Yeah, but but like I don't know. I feel like a mistake. All of them. I mean, that's how I feel about most things in life. Is like you can't really live with regrets because like all you can do like a lot of a lot of things is that it taught you something and that's what matters. Like. I wish I wouldn't have taken out so much student loans. Like, so I moved from Wisconsin to Texas to start grad school and I paid out of state tuition like the first year. Like I could have gone to school. I almost did go to a school in Wisconsin, but Mm -hmm. like my, I would never have met you. Like my life would be totally different again. So like, I'm really glad, I'm really grateful that I moved here and it was like the best decision ever. But like the financial, I also took out a lot more loans than I needed to in grad school. So I didn't have to like work and stuff. But again, like that helped me. Again, no, but that's something if you 
college was not expected of me. Yeah. It was expected of you. It should have been saved for. Yeah. Since you were in kindergarten. Yeah, that would have been nice to have. Even if they would have just could have helped you with your Wisconsin, you could have just. Yeah. It still would have been like half your student. Yeah. And that would have been Because I graduated my master's program. I had a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt between my my undergrad and grad program and like i just didn't have any comprehension of like what that would cost me later and like it hasn't really negatively impacted me because i just choose to like have a different perspective about Mm -hmm. student loans like they don't stress me out i don't feel bad about having them and with the three-year pause, like, <laughs> I've basically just forgotten about them. And clearly we could be... But I'm on an income-driven repayment plan, so... And, like, after 20 years, they get forgiven. So, it, it, and I'm I'm okay with that for mm-hmm. now. You know, maybe our financial situation will change one day and I'll we'll work on paying them off, but... It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. That's it's all you it's honestly do. monopoly money at this point. With exactly. Loans, we haven't paid. Nobody's paid in three years, and we're everybody's the economy's clearly like yeah, I guess, super sky high. But like, you can't blame that on student loans. I don't know. So that's I think mine. There's probably some other little things, mm-hmm. but again, it's just it's all about your perspective. What is something you spend money on currently that other people would judge you for? Little Caesars. Because <laughs> I do judge him for it. <laughs> Not only Little Caesars. Okay, people. Uber no. eats. Okay, this man is like a pregnant woman. He gets cravings for something like, he will be like, I am craving Pizza Hut. Breadsticks from, like very specific items. Because he's he's quite a picky eater. So like he he'll, he likes very specific things. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, I want pizza. I want breadsticks from Pizza Hut. He goes on like a Monday, gets them. Then for the next month, usually, the next few weeks, he is so zoned in on these Pizza Hut breadsticks that he usually goes multiple times a week. There's definitely something. Like, you've had, like, your Wingstop phase. You had your Whataburger phase. You had a Brahms phase. Um, Like, you just have these phases. So he's currently in a Little Caesars era, and then I'm sure probably in a few weeks it'll be something different. I mean, Five Guys, you're always, that's consistent forever. But then you kind of stopped going to Five Guys for a while, like a while back. Like Five Guys has been pretty consistent since. It's because ripped to my insides because this food is not good, but we're going to eat it anyways because why not? Um, But Five Guys is the only one I can rely on. (laughs) Cause yeah, it's really hard a lot to of it. Fast yeah, food nowadays. Yeah, I would say yeah. You do. I mean, you do get a lot of fast food, but that's mm. just kind of like your thing. You're just a piggy eater, so like that's what you. I like don't get a lot of groceries. Eat. Yeah, you don't eat a lot. So like, I eat a lot of food. Like, I need to make a lot of food. Like so. for lunch, everybody's asking, "What do you eat for lunch?" I'm like, "Oh, two pickles and yeah, a like pack of gushers." Yeah. <laughs> Like, you just have you're just you have interesting eating habits. Yeah. It's just very different. No so breakfast. Think, yeah, I think people would probably judge you for that. It's fine. I don't feel like I spend money on anything. What do I spend mm. money on? I don't see. You don't really spend money on anything. <laughs> like really trying to, I like I eat out with you. Um, I feel like I spend a lot of money on clothes. I don't feel like I spend a lot of money. I guess I do spend a lot of money at the grocery store. So like. Like, I like certain... Coffees. Yeah. Well, even that's normal. You don't get a Starbucks. So, like, you really don't spend money on anything. It's just, I'm more of the saver, though. Like, that's just kind of... Like, I struggle to spend money on things, I think. Yeah. Me, I'm just like... Hmm. I think people would probably judge us for, like, how much we spend on travel, maybe. But mm-hmm. I don't even think we spend, like, that much yeah. on travel, usually. But, like... We spend a lot of money on, like, um, experiences and things yeah, like that, like, too. Yeah, Wolf World. It's like, oh, let's just yeah. drop this money on 
I think we do. Yeah. We definitely spend a lot of money on the grocery store. Like we just like to buy whatever. Like we always like to buy like little treats and stuff. Yeah, we definitely. I like, like some to try candy little people. like. I think when and whenever we travel, I really like to get like treats and like mm-hmm. I like to try different like snacks and things too. So I think you're pretty safe. Yeah, I don't buy that much. But I think stuff. that's that's yeah that's my problem is I don't spend money. I need I'm to get better like, at that. I want this game on Xbox now. Boom, yeah, let's buy it. It's so easy. I want pizza delivered to my door because I had a rough day. <laughs> um, what does successor rich look like to you? Being able to Uber Eats Little Caesars <laughs> to my door. <laughs> I think it looks like having the freedom to do like to do what we want when we want. So I think like not having to necessarily have like time it's, obligations yeah. of like working. Mm-hmm. But I think also, like, I, I enjoy the phase of life we're in right now, too. Like, we both work, we and both work. it's fine. Like, we, like, whatever. We get off at, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah, like, we, I think it's just that we can spend time together, and, like, money's not, like, a stress. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care about, like, I care about having a certain amount just so that I know that we don't have to work again. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't care about, like, oh, I want to be, like, a millionaire. Yeah. Like, I want to be a millionaire because it means that I, we could retire, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, like, I just want money to like we're not we're not passing down money to anyone like we're spending all that money hopefully before we die mm-hmm. um i think it just means like us getting to hang out together hang out and, and travel, travel and, and like just not have to worry about looking cool I, I had to use to look at my bank account before i'd want to buy something yeah. big now i can i can do that if i want to spend money yeah. on that I think it's just, it's so much, it's nice to have, to be able to just like make decisions based on like, okay, what do I want? Do I want to spend money on this? And if I do, will this take away from something else that I want more Mm -hmm. versus like, can, do I even, I cannot even afford this or like not even thinking, not even being able to, yeah, like we don't even know, like, I don't even, I'm like, oh, money's been, my paycheck's been deposited because I got an email. Like I didn't even, I'm not like needing As crazy as it sounds, I like want to get to the fact where I don't look forward to payday not in a bad way but like I just, yeah it's just i get paid that day and i get paid that day yeah. it's in my bank account and i yeah. don't have to worry about it right and that's kind of where we're at now yeah like so which i love yeah it's really it's like or like worrying about if all my paycheck like if my paycheck would get messed up because like that one time my paycheck got messed yeah, up yeah and then it was like you didn't have money and we were yeah we were going on a trip and we're like we don't have any money, money. to spend and going on a trip and not have to worry about money is nice yeah so that's yeah. what it's and then taking care of Lacey or something, mm-hmm. whatever happened to us, like an emergency, that's... Yeah, like, like we have money there yeah. set aside. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last question. In 20 years, what is something you would want to be able to spend money on? Hmm. That'll be like right at our retirement, hopefully. Yeah, I'll be 53 years old. Um, uh, it's honestly just traveling the world. And I know. I think it's either... Some more ahead. tattoos. <laughs> I mean, at 50 yeah <laughs> i think by 50 you'll be covered like you yeah, won't have any, right. you won't have many much more space besides yeah. your face yeah and... I ain't that. <laughs> you should know you know you should just shave off your beard no, and get tattooed God. and then grow that <laughs> i don't know what my face looks like <laughs> i like it, i think i would be terrified if i saw you without a beard because I I, you've only had a beard our entire relationship I mean, I've seen pictures of you yeah. in your younger years with your dyed black hair and your no beard and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. My tight pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still wear tight pants. Yeah. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think it'd be us like being able to travel like maybe full time. Mm-hmm. But then also I think we, we also kind of have that dream of wanting to build our little commune. So we yeah, want to have, our compound. we basically want to have, we want to live in a tiny house on a piece of like a big piece of land. Mm-hmm. And then we want to have other little tiny houses. So like either our friends can like come stay with us or we could do like Airbnb maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we want to have like a bar, bar tiny like house. Yep. And then, yeah, just have like kind of like a cool area. Like hopefully we can like maybe grow some vegetables mm-hmm. or something. Like live off the land. Like just kind of live in nature, but like have like our little tiny house. Mm-hmm. Like That's and then just like a little village kind of yeah. thing. Something. Or we're going to live in an old folks, yeah. like a, a an active old folks yeah. home, like 50s. And we're going to be the king and queen. Yeah. But I think that'd be a little bit, I don't know, I still kind of want to live in our own compound where like you got to like go away. We just got to find the place that we want to live. Like we just haven't found God, a place where we want to settle. Everything's going to be built over the United States. I know. There's going to be nothing. There's going to be nowhere green. to live. We'll be going to overseas. We'll be having to go live on space with Elon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So basically that's going to be kind of the format for the pod is we're going to have our friends on. We're going to kind of see where the conversations go and just have kind of some fun conversations about money and see what Mm -hmm. happens. So I'm excited. Hopefully you guys join us along for the ride and we'll see you on the next episode of coins and conversations. Please follow us on Instagram at Coins and Combos Podcast, and we will link it in the show notes. If you or someone you know has an interesting history with money or would like to share their life experiences about money and wants to come on the podcast, please email us at the link in the show notes as well.